four teaching friends from across the country. Who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. You know what's really hard? Teaching students to self-reflect. Hmm. Effective teachers are the first to admit that no matter how good a lesson is, our teaching strategies can always be improved. And oftentimes, it's why we seek out our colleagues' opinions. I hope we all do that. Yes. Yeah. I keep, I know I, I did. keep thinking that after, yeah. you know, 30 plus years, why don't I have it down by now? <laughs> There's still lessons where, where, no. where I, afterwards I think that didn't go well, or that's not how I envisioned it. Seriously, up until the last week I was teaching, I was still inviting our coaches in to help me with this or that or to co-teach with me. They never stopped learning. No. Mm-mm. But it's great that you yeah. were still open to it. I think a lot of teachers want to close their doors, oh, you know, and just do their own thing. Well, well here's my advice. Don't throw that yeah. door open <laughs> and ask and ask what someone thinks or, you know, maybe they mm-hmm. know something that you don't that's going to just enrich a lesson or an activity. Why not? I agree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're always there to help each other. And it's just so important for people to be open. Well, one of the most eye-opening things um, for me was when I had to be uh, videotaped. Uh, well, when I was getting my mm-hmm. national board, and then when I did my renewals, yeah, because it's so uncomfortable to watch yourself. Because you, I noticed all these weird, quirky things I do, like <laughs> I, I kept stroking my chin as if I had a goatee. It's, and I was like, oh why do gosh. I do that? Like, that's so weird. You, you know, while I, I've never <laughs> seen you do that. You must have been It's nervous. during wait time. You know what? Like, I'm waiting for the kids. Oh. So I guess I need something to do with yeah. my hands. I don't know. But I mean, that wasn't about my own teaching, but it was about like <laughs> these weird behaviors. But, you know, I appreciated later looking back thinking, well, why do I do that? What could I do instead? Or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Right. So that self-reflection yeah. part. Put it in a- <laughs> oh, Yeah. Well, well, and really I think is, um, that, you know, this episode is about getting getting students to self-reflect. But, but what we're talking about here right now is how it, we can't get students to self-reflect unless we self-reflect, right? Right. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, it definitely makes us a better teacher because we always question what we're doing and why we did it and... I know when I have a problem, I you know you take it's hard not to take it home with you. Mm-hmm. You know, right? And and it's a process. The first step is identifying the problem, exactly. And you know, and then you want to start collecting some information. And just as you can collect information from your colleagues, students need a way of collecting information yes. that'll help them. You know, I did something different this year um, that I've not done before. Um, I'm doing these check-ins with kids. I've done um, four of them since school started. Uh, which was for us um, in my neck of the woods, the first week of September. And and we just sit in a circle and um, pass a beanie baby. And and I ask kids to tell me, how's fifth grade going for you so far? And I hear you, I hear so much. And it's kind of cool because they're self-reflecting all over the place without even realizing, you know, and they, they tell me, 
it's a good reality check for me too, because uh, you know sometimes I think maybe it's not going so well for them or they're not feeling good about it, but I'm hearing what they're feeling good about, which is very, um, I don't know. It's, it's making me sit back and reflect at the end of the day, you know, when I go home, okay, so this is what's going well, this is what's not going well. So it's this big reflective Mm -hmm. circle that's going on um, at least once a week. Um, I don't have a teaching point. My, I'm there well, to and listen. Well, it's great too that's that if you it. started off even sharing really what good. you think mm-hmm. is going well and what you would still like to see better, they start to see it not as like, oh, I'm sharing my yeah. weakness, but more, this is a goal now, right? Like this is something I still can improve in. So I think right. that's important for them to right. see teachers doing that also. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, and to go along with that, I mean, students are so observant. They're great to ask, you know, what, you know, how, you know, what do you think about what's going on? Yes. And, you know, give you feedback yes. about how your teaching is going. And even a simple questionnaire is is a good thing to have them do. Do they ever say anything about your teaching, Tracy, in, in, you know, in the middle of what they're reflecting on? Um, what they will say, they'll say things like, um, like a student said to me, I'm Aww. having my best year ever. And I said, oh, it's yeah. I said, tell me why. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> tell me why. What's making this year different for you? Tell me, because I really want to know. And he went on to say, well, you do all this art and music stuff, and Aww. that's the stuff I'm good at. So mm. I mean, that was his response. And so right there is my little c- clue that what I'm doing with the kids has been noticed. And by him, at least, it's being valued. Like, it's making a difference for what's going on Mm -hmm. with this child. And he is. He's having a very different year than than what he has had in the past. Um, Because because I know, you know, he's had some challenges. So that's exciting. Um, Yeah. Yeah. He's found his kindred spirit teacher. Yeah. Yeah. it's, it's, It's just nice to see and hear you know, and and when they don't give a specific, I'm say I say to them, you need to tell me more about that. I need to understand why. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, a cool thing. I like I I just decided to start doing it, and I, I must have seen it somewhere. I, I wish I could give wherever I saw it. I wish I could give them credit because it's really been a yeah. really positive addition to my classroom this year. Very nice. That's great. So you're having a good year. I am. So yeah. <laughs> it's like a freight train, well, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Journals are, are also a good way for kids to um, self-reflect. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I always wrote, would write in one myself and, you know, and model that. Yeah. Um, I think that's important to do. So mm-hmm. ladies, let's talk about the why. Why do we want students to self-reflect? Why is this so important? Because some people don't. might not know why. So let's talk about that. To me, self-reflection is extremely necessary. It's It's a part of the learning process, and I think it goes hand in hand with metacognition. So the more that we can teach students to think about their learning and to measure it. Like, you know, a student, for example, we are getting ready for a unit test on this tomorrow on Monday in math. And 
what we use has a checklist of the skills they've been taught. And we went through study guides and they're thinking, okay, do I have this skill or don't I? What is it I need to work on over the weekend? What do I need to work with Ms. Willis on? You know, um, that's self-reflection. And they're able to, mm-hmm. to get a gauge and know so that they can help themselves. To me, self-reflection is, is It almost reminds me, think? you know, the importance of making them stop and think. Yes. Um, you know, you're so good at doing that, Trace, too, with you, with your, you know, mm-hmm. is it visible thinking strategies and things like that? Yeah. But it, it also yeah, reminds me of like thinking, my kids yeah. who don't self-reflect are often the ones who also read to get to the bottom of a page and don't stop to think about what they were reading. Right. So they, they see mm-hmm. school as like this task of getting right. through it, mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. Oh, le- how am I doing? How can I get better? Mm-hmm. What is hard? And I think having that or teaching that skill is so, so important. Yes. Yeah. I think that can also help them to persevere. <laughs> That's our last books. Right. And develop a, a growth mindset, yes. which is really what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. You just took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know, there are kids who are blank fillers, too. I'm thinking of that because of your test. I once had a kid who on the math um, standardized test what? was able to finish the entire thing in 11 minutes flat. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And, yep. And the way he did it, because I asked him how, you know, I noted the time when he finished. I couldn't do anything about it. But later on, I asked him how. And he said, I just, whenever I saw a blank, I just put something in there and moved on. Wow. So, you know, if if they're reflective, um, they're thinking about their thinking and, you know, they're reading the whole problem and, um, you know, they would have a different response than just trying to be a blank. Well, and I kind of think when a child learns the skill of self-reflection, they also are learning the skill of ownership. I mean, well, they also have a sense of ownership. It becomes important to them because what they discover is that what they think is important to them, to others as well. You know, it's not just themselves. Um, Right. Yes. You know, there's a great quote by John Dewey that self-reflection is the only type of thinking that leads to learning. Isn't that interesting? Right. Well, because we want yes, our kids. Is. Go ahead. It's so important. Oh, and I, I was just going to say, we, we want our kids Go ahead. Go ahead. to value the learning part and not just earn a grade and move on, right? Like we want our kids to get excited about learning and excited, mm-hmm. excited about, yes. you know, finding out new things. And I think, you know, as, as we've said, sharing our own, like I love telling mm-hmm. kids about new things I'm mm-hmm. trying, new things I'm learning, even if they're not academic things. Um, you know, for example, I take, I take hula lessons. <laughs> right. And I, I always feel so silly because mm-hmm. I'm so not very coordinated, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I share that with my kids. I said, but I do it because it's fun and I love learning about another culture <laughs> and I love learning new things. Of course they've said, Oh, you, can you do it for us? I right. thought, well, maybe you I'll should, teach, I'll, maybe I'll in- teach you a simple one. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just oh my gonna, gosh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I I think that would be fun. <laughs> you I, should. Yeah. Self-reflection isn't just for academics, like you said, Kathy. Like I'm thinking in the affective yes. domain, you know, behavior. I mean, how many times I've when I've talked to a child about their behavior or something's, you know, erupted in the classroom. To have that moment with a child where you give them an alternative script. 
So you say, you know, you they've taken now they've taken responsibilities. So then you ask, mm-hmm. okay, so what could happen differently next time? What are we going to do differently next time? And they think through that. You know, that gives them ownership over the situation for the next time because there is always a next time. Um, That's right. Yes. Really definitely enhances their learning of that. It gives them power. Yep. Instead of feeling powerless, Mm -hmm. you know, in the face of all the new stuff that's coming at them, they have some power and control because they know that the way they take it in and the way they process Mm -hmm. it is, is going to help them to hang on well, to Well, and then that power, talk about engagement. As soon as you give a child the power over their learning like that, yes. the engagement goes sky high. It just does. Yeah. So let's talk about how do we start this in our rooms? How? What are some tried and true ways that we've gotten kids to walk down that self-reflection path? <laughs> Well, a good way to build reflective practice is by stopping work periodically and encourage the kids to record their their thoughts about what they've learned. Um, You could also boost this reflection by having the kids share their thoughts with a peer. Um, And actually, a great way to do it is to spend a few minutes on Friday Mm -hmm. afternoons just talking about, you know, what they've learned this week about themselves, about what they're doing in school. And other teachers like to do it at the end of the unit, but I think, um, you know, Friday, like a few minutes, it really gives you something to do too and keeps you going. Like she literally would take five minutes at the end of the day, but she did this like on a daily basis, would just give them a little slip with like a plus and a minus on it. And they had to write one thing that they learned or did well that day. And Mm -hmm. then, and it could be academic or behavioral. And then Mm -hmm. one thing that they still wanted to improve in. It was like she said, it takes us five minutes to do it, but they have to hand it to me as they walk mm-hmm. out the door, and that's my check-in with them. I thought, that's a great idea. Yeah. That's an easy yeah. check-in and valuable. I love it. You know, there's a yeah. book that came out, oh, it was out about seven or eight years ago. It's called Don't Forget the Share. And those of us who speak readers and writers, math workshop lingo. The share is the last part of the workshop where you revisit the teaching point and you talk about it. And that's a perfect place. And and then that book outlined it as being one of the most important components of workshop because it cements the learning. You Mm -hmm. rehearse it, you go over it, you reflect. How do I, how did I do? How didn't I do? I always call that community share and that kind of reminds the kids too, that they're part of a community and that as, as one person learns and shares out what they learn or as a group shares out what they learn, everybody mm-hmm. gets a little. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something else really important is to teach them the vocabulary. You know, I used to, if I would have a kid come up and say, you know, this person right, did this right. or that, I would try to help them to use I statements, you know, I, you know, because it, it really, because they start to own well, it. And yes. another thing is just, you know, also practice with yeah, sentence starters. I was just going to say wonder. that. And it's so important for our EL learners, giving them those sentence stems. That's, that's the way to start. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. You know, yeah. there's this visible thinking routine. It's called compass point. It's the bomb. Either orally or if you do it in a written form, it's a great exit ticket. So think about the cardinal directions on a compass. And N north stands for needs. What more do I need? What more information do I need? 
The E stands for excited. What am I excited about? I love about this. I'm writing it idea? down right now. <laughs> oh my God, I love this already. Excellent. <laughs> so, and yes. it stands for stance. What is my stance with the ideas that we learned in today's lesson? Like, how am I feeling about it? What's my stance? And then the W, which is West, stands for worrisome. What am I worried about? And it also be what am I still it wondering? It could, but you know what, Retta? Worry is an important one because it's very, it communicates, um, it communicates anxiety and what the kids, what's really going on with them underneath the surface of the learning event. Yeah. And it gives them a chance to, you know, some of them might not have worries, but a lot of them do. And you're going to hear about it <laughs> when you do this, which is how you gauge your, your right. teaching and you that. check what's in the with e them again? the next time. Excited. Mm-hmm. Excited. What am I excited about with this oh, learning? I'm going to try yeah. that this week. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yay. And you know, that will just alleviate so many um, behavior problems. And I, I read so much about teachers with, you know, having so many behavior problems. And it's, yeah. that's really. But I guess, you know, you have to start real young, too. I guess, can the little, little ones read a second oh, grade? Yeah. You know grade? what? The- I'm telling you, I've seen them used in kindergarten classrooms. So there's like no excuse to say, oh, that can't be done. Yes, it can. Mm -hmm. I've watched it. And it's incredible to watch. Um, Usually when a teacher says that, what they're really saying is, I don't know how to do that with kids this young. And there's nothing, there's no shame in saying that. No, no. But well, then say it that way. Don't say it can't be done. (laughs) No, I one of my favorite yeah, T-shirts I, I, I have. I need help. I don't says, and it's based on. Um, at least be open oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name. Who was the growth mindset lady? Carol Dwight. Carol the, Dweck. Yeah, Carol Dweck. Yeah, uh, and it says the power of oh, get. Something like that. And so the kids yeah. always ask me about that. What does that mean at the oh, beginning yeah, yeah. of the year? And now they know, like yeah. they yes. say, I can't do. Mm-hmm. You know, X, Y, Z, we'll say yet. And they know it's, it's going to be a process and that's okay if you haven't mastered something yet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Right. Oh, that is powerful. Yeah. That is, you know, I, I think I just, portfolios are really important too. Um, and everybody knows I'm all about the showcase <laughs> portfolio at the end of the year with the fancy mask on it and all, you know, the glitter and the ribbons and everything. But growth portfolios are just as important. And as a matter of fact, that's where the pieces from my for my showcase portfolios always came from. Yes. For, you know, the uh, growth portfolio for each uh, report card period. And kids would, you know, if you have uh, student teacher parent conferences um, or, or even just student led conferences, the students can explain um, you know, why they chose a piece. And again, we start always would start with sentence right. stems. And by the second report card, right. most kids wouldn't need them. But I, cho- I chose this piece because. Right. And here's what I like about it. And here's what I think I could have done better. You on. know, and let's not let's not also forget about data notebooks. Um, we use data notebooks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have one of the conversations that we've been having on our staff, on my staff, is it's not just about the pretty graphs, which are, uh, and I've talked to my kids about this, that those are a quantitative way 
to reflect, but there can also be qualitative pieces within your data notebooks. And sometimes, you know, I have my kids at parent teacher conference time, you know, they have their data notebooks out and they're writing learning statements Mm. to describe what their data is showing for their parents. Um, It's it, it can be something like just a, a box with grids and they are reflecting on, OK, this is how I did today in writer's workshop, um, you know, and they do it. They do a weekly check in on writer's workshop or whatever it is you want and wanting them to do. They can reflect on that and share it. It's a, it's a really right. important piece that shouldn't be skipped in the interest right. of saving time. We're moving along. You've got to find a way to, mm-hmm. to work self-reflection. In. So let's talk about this, ladies. What is our number one tip for teaching students how to reflect? If you could only pick one, what would it be? Let us start us off. What? Well, if I could only pick one seriously, Mm -hmm. I would pick the journal. Um, If you have kids writing in a journal every day, a little bit of self-reflection. I mean, it is the whole journal piece is Mm -hmm. actually self-reflection, writing about their day. But, um, you know, you could direct even a little bit, you know, write write a sentence at the end or, um, you know, show show me a Mm -hmm. star smile or frown on how, how something went today, or is it, do you have any, any more questions that you'd like to ask tomorrow? Any of that can be worked into journaling. So I'd say my number one tip is make sure that your kids are journaling. (laughs) It's a good tip. I think mine is actually one that I haven't, um, I haven't really shared. It's an approach I kind of did with my like circle time, what I talked about earlier, but I didn't get to talk about, um, three stars and a wish, and yeah, and it's so oh, yeah. that could, is an easy way to have kids reflect on a day's worth of learning or a week's worth of learning. Give them a sheet that has three stars and a wish written on it. And for each star, they write something that they think went really well for them this week in terms of their learning. And then where it's a wish. Or the right. Day, However or you want to structure it. And then the wish yeah. is what I wish I could, what I want to do differently, what I want to change, what I wish it would be next time we do A, B, or C. Um, and it's a great little reflective tool. It can be used however you want to use it, um, but it really will focus them on what the learning was. I love that. For the well, day, so the funny. period, or the, or the week. Very similar to that. We call it you three, with three, wait, what do I call yeah. it now? Three pluses mm-hmm. and a goal. So the pluses are the three things, like your three stars. And then I we talk okay, about the difference between yeah. a goal and a wish. So I say, okay. you know, mm-hmm. I could wish to have a million dollars. I said, but right. if my goal is to have more money, then I need to come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of how I lead us into planning for our goals, like not just throwing out a statement. Um, and that seems to kind of help. Yeah narrow theirs down and be a little more realistic. Like for Mm -hmm. some reason, my kids get really hung up on, I wish I could write in perfect cursive. And I keep saying, well, that would, that'd be so nice too, but how is that going to help your other Uh learning? (laughs) You know, and I try to kind of bring it back down, but I I do that. But um, I think my number one tip would also just be to be patient because it doesn't happen right away. And I just, lots of teacher modeling and sharing 
and other kids right. sharing. Right. Yes. Well, yep. and while you were talking, Kathy, I was thinking about, you know, yours and mine being so similar. I was thinking about well, that's a data notebook piece. If you had a data notebook sheet with like four boxes for stars and wish, uh, three or, pluses and a goal, you know, three, what was yours again? Three pluses and a goal. That would be something where they could record and then they go back every week or every yes. time they check and they're looking at, okay, how did I do with my wish or my goal this time? How did I do? So it- I have that three stars <laughs> and a wish and I think it's four boxes. I made it a long time yeah. ago. Anybody want it? You know, everything we're talking about here tonight, okay. we all have in our blogs or in our stores. For real. We, all have been, we use this stuff all the time. I mean, this is this is our experience that right. We're, right. we're sharing. Absolutely. Deanne, what's yours? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I really like uh, the idea of exit slips. Uh, you know, before the child leaves, they have to say, you know, just some mm-hmm. of the things that we've been talking about. I know. Um, I'm excited to try really that. Good. I also like your um, mm-hmm. north, south, east, and west one. If I were still teaching, oh, I'd definitely that. be using those. Yeah, yes. if you yeah, yeah. tried that website, it's I know. Visible Thinking PZ, mm-hmm. P for Project, Z for Zero, because it's out of Harvard's Project Zero. VisibleThinkingPZ.org, and it is a wealth of visible thinking routines. Love it. And it's on there. There's a synopsis of and a summary of how to use it. So sounds interesting. <laughs> yes, well, it does. All of this is filed under yes. I need to go back to the classroom. Yes. <laughs> if only I could get up early enough. Sorry. <laughs> But, you know, I would go back, but I'd like to just pick and choose the things that I could do. You know, I'd go in a few classes here and there. You know, that wouldn't be bad. (laughs) In another world, (laughs) in a parallel universe. (laughs) Oh, yes. Another universe. This is all we have time for tonight. You, our listeners, we're so thankful for you. We hope you stop by. Check out our show notes at the bottom of this this podcast episode because it's filled with good stuff. Take stop by our Facebook page or our blogs um, to, to read about more about some of the stuff we're sharing tonight. Um, we hope that you will join us next week. You want to join us next week. You know you want to join us next week because we're talking about ding, 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 ding. Every time I say this, I think of Pavlov's dog. Behavior modification. Oh, my I know God. you want it. So make sure you stop by because you teach so hard. Oh.